Hey there, everyone. This is Cass with SCNS Live. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the video version of this, you can check it out on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at SCNS Live. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. No one can see what I'm headbanging to our theme song. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to an all-new episode of <laughs> SCNS Live, the Super Cool Nerd Show. Thank you for joining us out there in the Super Cool Nerd Nation for another week of news, nerdetry. Um, nothing tragic this week, thank goodness. Anyway, thank you for joining us. I'm Jason the X. I don't do this by myself. That lady over there? Over there. Over there. Gotta get my, my thumbs right here. Thumbs. That's Cora. Hello. And down there, that is Bryce. Hey everybody! One of the best. Of your wall. His walls like like our studio wall. Like I gotta say, he's done a good job of uh, <laughs> replicating that with his great posters. And over there in the corner, that is Rick down there, down there, over there. And he's got a he's got a swear word on his shirt. What's up with that? Your mama wouldn't be happy with that. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> All right, orange. Anyway. <laughs> Yes, it was um it was a good week today. This was the uh year anniversary of All Elite Wrestling and they put on a banger of a show. They did. That Cody Orange match was bonkers. And he was that close. Like that close. I got turned on I enjoy ah! I enjoy watching a wrestling promotion that doesn't find out its people are making money outside of the federation with Twitch streaming and says, Ooh, I want a cut of that money. Damn. <laughs> that, did you, uh, did you hear how that, it, um, basically he wanted to quit. He wanted to stop until, you know, these guys make a lot of money from that Vince and he, what they do. I want to cut of that money. It's almost like you wave some money under Vince's nose. And he's like, what, what? <laughs> I need some of that money. Luckily, uh, AEW doesn't do that to their people. Anyway, that's been no, my... A, Tony Khan is an amazing promoter. Yeah. yeah, it's a much better promotion. How have you guys been doing? What have you guys been up to this week? Well, I have been um, obviously playing Final Fantasy XIV. There's some stuff that released this week that I'll get into when we talk about the news, and that has been my life for the past 48 hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, uh, uh, early voting in Texas did uh, just let all of our viewers out there know early voting is open if you're in texas please go vote it's important i went day one i would not recommend going day one bryce what have you been up to this week uh let's see sleeping and working <laughs> i mean a that's, lot of that there's a lot of that going around i'm sorry <laughs> yeah and i've also i've also been trying to get back on my workout routine is it, it i've been slacking lately because uh, it's it's been difficult with going out of town a lot, so I've been trying to get back to that, and so I'm sore. I'm I'm trying to get a power <laughs> cage for my gym here so I can do uh, squats and stuff with a lat with a lat pull down. I want to see that. I got a rowing machine. It's good. <laughs> That's cool. But hey, okay, Rick, what have you been up to? Um, working. And staying up way too late, texting, mm. and uh, just 
enjoying life right now. I've I've got a big win, so I'm great. Mm-hmm. I know I know how that sounds. I know what that 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 sound is. Oh, and make sure y'all drink apple cider on this nice fall day. It is a lovely. It is like we were talking about that. It's probably the best fall day we've had in Texas in a while, with cool weather finally. You know, in October. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not going to last for very long. What? It, it's going to warm up again by Saturday, and then Son of course of it's going to go back down. I need um, to kill yeah. my grass. I'm tired of mowing it, the yard. So. Yeah, it's it's going to do this. <laughs> Over the course of the next week, because potentially people get sick because Texas. Yep, I'm starting to feel it because I also have allergies, so that's just been hell. Oh, sneeze around, somebody might get killed. I don't know. Just, <laughs> what? <laughs> See, the worst thing is I don't really sneeze a lot when I have allergies. I cough, which is worse. <laughs> that's worse. Yeah, I'm afraid to yeah. cough in public. <laughs> Same. Every time I like choke on air because I can't breathe properly because I'm just a disaster, everyone at work just goes, she got the COVID and like lock me in a room <laughs> until I stop coughing. Yeah, I, I, I did that in Target one time and like five people turned around and looked at me. I felt bad. <laughs> also mad, but I was also like, I, I couldn't be too mad because I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find yourself moving slowly towards the bathroom or the exit when you when you started coughing and sneezing? Dude, I think I could clear a store if I just had a real good coughing fit and like fell down to the ground or something. Like that could be a bit. That could be a bit. No, I don't I don't want to do that. That's that seems that seems bad. I'm just saying. Anyway. I mean if we just get an entire store on our side with it. Did you try to hide? Oh my God. I saw somebody doing that in a store. Like, I guess you forgot a mask. So you just walk around the whole time like this. Like, I've seen that. Oh God. I mean, A for effort. Okay? Yeah, there, there was an attempt, but. Yeah. I'll give hey, them you know, some no, credit. I, I, I got it. When there's a new toy line coming out that you really want and you want the one to beat you to it, that's when you do it. That's how you clear the store. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see. <laughs> Don't give him ideas. But I, I try to think like if somebody would do that to me, I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't be what? deterred by someone with a cough doing that. Yeah, you would you suffer. Would, depending on what it is, I might risk it. You know, <laughs> risk it. We'll get into more of that on alternate heads. But anyway, let's go ahead and kick this thing off with some super cool nerd news. Nerd news. So kicking this thing off, something we talked about last week was this merger where Microsoft was going to handle a lot of the infrastructure for GameStop. Now, I called this and said, I'm going to go ahead and just like, I might take a victory lap. I'll not take a victory lap just yet. Not yet. Soon, though. But GameStop and Microsoft have, a, have entered a very unique relationship. So the deal is, Xbox or, or Microsoft is going to give GameStop a cut of digital sales on all video games. Hold on, let me get this down full games, DLC, 
in-game microtransactions, and any subscriptions, things like Xbox Live, uh, Game Pass, things like that. What? Uh, somebody tell me what's going on because this is two independent companies. Now, they agreed to, set up to fix their infrastructure, which, which to me at the time was kind of fishy. Like, okay, you're just going to help them out out of the goodness of your heart. And now we're going to give them a cut of sales <clears throat> from any digital games. Now, of course, people are afraid of uh, brick and mortar stores losing out on game sales when everything is going digital. We're getting two digital consoles from our major manufacturers out here. Uh, yeah. GameStop uh, did not respond for any comment, but Microsoft did. And they said, we have an incentive structure with GameStop, as we do with many of our partners across multiple channels. Hmm. So uh, we don't know if the deal applies to like games, other digital content, like movies and stuff like that. But um, probably yeah, this is a weird one. Oh, y'all help, help me understand this. You're selling my product in your store, but I'm going to give you a cut of what I make just for what? Why am I giving you a cut of my money? Now, is that all of the details is my question? Because I feel like there's other details, like if the digital download oh. or the digital purchase is done through GameStop or if there's a special code they use. Like, I feel like there's more to it than just that. Oh, I do too. I absolutely do. I don't know what it is because I'm still trying to figure out why I'm going to give you part of the money I make for no reason. This doesn't make any sense to me. This deal the, does not make any sense. The only thing I can, so the only thing I can kind of see is maybe they didn't see the pre-sale numbers as good as they wanted for the Xbox Series X or whatever it's called. Because I don't even, Xbox forms. Well, I have Xbox a, Four. well, I have a point to make about that. Companies actually lose money on console sales. It's all the game sales they're going to make afterwards. Well, that's, well, why that's the thing. Like, if they didn't have enough pre-sale uh, for the new system, that means they're not going to be selling new games for but that system. This is this, so. But I'm I'm just trying to understand. You've bought a digital Xbox, and you download a game from your house from the Xbox that you bought, and yet GameStop somehow still gets some change off of that. Bryce, what were your thoughts on that? As, as just as a business I'm, model, does this make sense? I'm confused. Yeah, I I, I don't get it. So, Is, it, it there's there's a partnership here with uh with a contract in place that uh that somehow is 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 microsoft keeping gamestop afloat did they did they keep them from going out of business i mean if they're going to get a cut of game sales i'd say that's going to help keep them afloat but just it's not like i just i don't understand this deal and i'm with core there's more here that we're not being told or we're not seeing right because this just makes no sense if if I buy a car and I buy tires for my car, um, the car company doesn't get a set, a cut of my, my tire sale. This doesn't make any, you own, this is, you own an Xbox, a digital Xbox, and you download a game from home. You didn't go anywhere near a GameStop. No one at GameStop said, hey, I think you should try this game. Or are they going to start doing that? 
then they will probably start doing that. Now, here's my other question now is, if you're Nintendo and you're Sony, what do you do? Oh, if I'm Nintendo or Sony, I'm already thinking the thumb is being put on the scale against my company. One of my main competitors, along with one of my primary distributors, are going into business with each other, and I wouldn't like it. So do you create a new company that's similar to GameStop? Now, we talked about this last week. I don't have the answer to that because GameStop already has that infrastructure in place. And nobody's just going to come from behind all of a sudden. I mean, GameStop was already hurting as it was. Yeah. I do not have the answer. This this makes no sense. Sorry, go ahead, Cora. Maybe it's partial, like, and part, maybe, hold on, trying to find my words because my words just kind of (laughs) like... disappeared when I was trying to talk. Um, Maybe it is partially, you know, Microsoft trying to keep GameStop afloat by giving them a a mini handout kind of thing Mm -hmm. and as part of the business deal, but they also see value in the GameStop name and brand because while they have gone through some turbulence, even especially recently, (laughs) GameStop is still a very well-known household name. And even if, like, for example, like, I don't like pre-ordering from the GameStops around here because of some of the issues that have occurred in my area. And I know that that's not all GameStops kind of thing. But even still, I find myself going to GameStop to buy games because it's one of the few places I know that I'm not going to get, you know screwed over with surprisingly because even though they don't have the best business model they still don't completely screw over their clientele unless they're trying to sell games back which that that's every company yeah especially but i think it's they see the value there and they don't want this to go away because it is it's still a very unique business market and everything like that yeah, we will well, see. Nintendo I'm, and Sony do the same thing with Best Buy? Theoretically, yes. They could offer some sort of incentive program to them to maybe, and I know they haven't said it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it, to push their product over somebody else's. Right? Yeah. But while still having their product in a GameStop store. This is all a very confusing deal. And like I said, we're not seeing everything here. Wasn't Microsoft, oh, a question from the chat. Wasn't Microsoft trying to stop third-party used game sales years ago. Yes, they were. They they did not want you trading off your games with your friends. They wanted to stop people from doing that. Microsoft is real tight on how they keep their licenses. We've seen that with like Windows XP and other things like yeah. when, uh, Office 365. And you they, they go after people for pirating or... Um, remember, I, I do remember what uh, Spaceman was saying about how they didn't like people giving their games to their friends and saying that, oh, they needed to lock a game to a system. So, yeah, but they, they did end that. But like I said, this is all, I think it's only a matter, I'm still, I'm standing by, it's only a matter of time for these stores turn into Microstop. So. The thing is, they just closed all the Microsoft stores. They did? Yeah. All the Microsoft stores? Are- yeah. Wow. The one at, the one at Starbucks, oh. the one at North Park. So I'm like, because they, Here you can is. buy it. You could buy Xbox Xboxes there. You could buy games there. They'd have everything, but they had the newest stuff. Here so you is. could go to like North Park and buy 
buy you could buy the Xbox, you could buy a laptop, you could buy whatever else is Microsoft owned. But they closed them all down. Like right after the right after everything shut down. They're like, hey, we're not gonna open these up again, we're just gonna shut them down. And then mm. a couple weeks ago now we have this, hey, guess what? Microsoft and GameStop are gonna partner up. And now we're saying, hey, we're gonna give you a cut of the money. So what I'm thinking is hey, y'all can still sell Sony and, and Nintendo, but you're gonna advertise us more. Yeah, which is what I brought up last week. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. going to happen. Yeah, you did. Things are starting to make a little bit more sense. Okay, um, I'm sticking my my prediction, and we'll just wait and see what else is going to come from this unusual deal here. But anyway, let's go on and get this, on. This is going to get this is going to get ugly. I have a feeling it is. Uh, let's move on to some movie news. Uh, uh, Rick, go ahead and kick it off. Cool. So, uh, y'all might have seen rumors that. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were casted in Spider-Man 3. Guess what? That is pool, that is pure bullshit. Uh, today, earlier today, Sony came out and said, no, we are not in negotiations with either Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield. Of course, this has all been rumors of a Spider-Verse-like uh, with them all showing up, uh, which was only fueled by the news that Jamie Foxx's Electro was making an appearance and Spider-Man 3, and then, of course, with Doctor Strange coming in also, uh, which is his own movie is being called The Multiverse as well. So, uh, But no, uh, Sony has debunked the rumor that there are negotiations with Andrew Garfield and with uh, Tobey Maguire, who played the original... Tobey Maguire played, of course, Spider-Man in the three Raimi films, and then uh, Andrew Garfield played Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man films. Um... But yeah, that is not happening as of right now. I, I have just a theory on not... this. I have a theory on this. They said, okay, go for it. Oh, no, no. I want you to tell me what's the exact quote. Um, in a statement, uh, a representative of Sony Pictures said, those rumored castings are not confirmed. Mm-hmm. Go on. They're not confirmed. Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, now, studios don't always comment on casting rumors but in this case sony has debunked the current circulation rumors about mcguire and garfield uh so sony statement is clear that these castings are, are not confirmed so anyone coming across rumors that the reports of them being involved with spider-man 3 take it with a huge grain of salt now that is the current statement but movie studios lie all the time why to give you a surprise right jason uh to quote K2SO in Star Wars uh, Rogue One, I find that answer vague. What if the, confu- the the deal is already done? Of course. No, we're not in negotiation with them because we already paid them. I don't, I don't buy this. Sony and Disney, well, Disney and Sony, they want that money. And yeah. they know that people want this. And they know this decision will probably put butts in the seat. It will put mine in the seat. So I'm 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 still not I'm 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 not believing it. And just from that exact statement you read, that is clearly something to throw you off. Bull crap, bullshit. I'm right, Bryce, what do y'all think? Well, so they said that they're not they have not been signed to appear in Spider-Man three. Is that what you stated? Because doesn't that mean they could? Doesn't that mean that they could they could kind of dodge it by by saying, okay, no, they're not going to be in Spider-Man three. But what we're not telling you is they're going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. 
Also, oh? see, oh? their answer oh? is just too vague. It's too right. vague. Also, um, I mean, they've already worked for Sony before. I, I think they are just they're, they're trying to throw us off the trail. I don't believe Sony. No, lying to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe them either. Because they know people the want is, this. The thing is, though, this is only from Sony. We haven't heard anything from Disney. Mm, we'll see. I mean, so um, I. So part of me is scared that if they do add Toby and Andrew, like we already have Doctor Strange, we have we're gonna have whatever villain there is, plus we're gonna have Electro, plus possibly Morbius, plus possibly um, Vulture, plus possibly possibly Scorpion because he made an appearance at the end of Homecoming, and then of course whatever happened with J. Jonah Jameson confirming that who Spider-Man was, plus a possible that Mister could come. Out. That's that's six characters. That's that's eight characters already there. So it, I, it, it can I, be done. I'm scared if they cast it. They cast all this, that it might be too much. Too, too much. I got one word for you, in game. But that was that was ten years of of, of an accumulation. This Doesn't is matter. Only, eh, they can. I don't know. I. They plus, can do it. Okay. But also, they we'll need see, to go we'll ahead. And, we still got like a year and a half, two years before the movie comes out. So they need to go ahead and bring Nick Cage back in there and give him some real money, so he stops making. <laughs> oh my God! Who who watched that trailer? Who watched the trailer? I posted. Jujitsu. Yes. It was boring. Dude, was that not the most just batshit insane? <laughs> I'm done. Go. Oh. Ah. Uh, mm. I am not paying to see that movie. Oh no. <laughs> there is no way I, I want to see this movie but there is also no way I'll part with any money to see this movie can we put a link to that trailer below after the show I wanted to put it in the on the SCNS page but I couldn't I just couldn't you do it you know what I'll do it I'll do it after the show I'll put a link on the SCNS oh my page God. It just, wow I movie of the year jujitsu <laughs> It could win. I mean, it could win. You didn't say what category of the year, so sure. <laughs> Shittiest movie of the year. We'll that see. Was not gonna, that's that's not going to be in my top ten. No. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey uh, I just want to say the universe building with all those characters that that you mentioned a few moments ago. Yeah. That's that we're we're leading towards the Sinister Six, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. I mean, so yeah. why not? Why not have a bunch of characters? I understand your concern for too many, but uh, let's face it: they're looking at what they're looking at what uh, DC and WB are doing together with their multiverse. I think they want to get in on that action. Really Unless this be. movie will be two and a half to three hours long, and it has to be that minimum. I I, I think it might be too many characters. Unless it's yeah. two and a half to three hours long. Well, we're talking about spreading those characters out over the over the course of what two or three films, including the Strange, because we're 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 doing we're doing more than one film here. That is true. Oh my God! What if what if we get like 1994 Fantastic Four in there? Oh, <laughs> okay. And with the mention of that, I'm gonna move on. Core, give me some other movie news. This subject died with 1994 Fantastic Four. <laughs> Oh. 
I was serious, Cora. Give me the next movie news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's more. This is more like a, a little addition thing to a story we've been covering quite extensively <laughs> over the course of the last couple of months, and that is Lupin the Third, the first. Y'all are going to be sick of hearing us talk about it, but I'm very sorry. I just am really excited about this film. We finally have a release date for the DVD Blu-ray. If you want a physical copy of it, that will be out on January 12th. It will also come, or there's also a version of it that will be coming out that is a Steelbook special edition that will include a booklet, 16 pages, with Ooh. character concept art. So um, we don't have prices on that, but I mean, you can kind of probably gauge what that'll be coming out January tw or January 12th of 2021. And if you cannot wait that long, you can get a digital copy on December 15th when it releases. I, I will be that person getting a digital copy and then go <laughs> ahead and buying a physical copy when it comes out. So, so Jason, we're going to, you're, you're going to let me come over and like like social distance watch this movie with absolutely. you right absolutely good okay i've been i am <laughs> you say we're gonna get tired of this i am so ready for this movie um i love love how it looks cannot wait so yeah, yeah december and 15th i'm watching and every time we we talk about it i try to get a different screenshot from the movie because every single one is it's just mm. gold <laughs> did we do that at the same time did yeah, we do yeah, it at the same time, time. <laughs> Woo! Digital high five. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm just really excited. All right, well, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, Bryce, you don't have anything movie related this week. Do you, yours is I do not. okay. Uh, I'll move on with. Um, I got one more movie story. Well, I'll get. I'll come back to you, Rick. Um, okay. We do have uh, casting for the Mad Max prequel movie, which will feature. Furiosa played by, it was played by uh, Charlie Theron, who did a fantastic job, by the way. But since this is a prequel, uh, taking on the character of Furiosa will be Anya Taylor-Joy, who we've seen in the um, um, the Glass series, that was the last one she was in, and Split. She was also in uh, New Mutants, which you may not have seen that movie. It's okay, a lot of us didn't. Uh, but yeah, she'll be taking on the Furiosa character. Uh, and she has said it, she is going to differ her portrayal of the character because she respects Charlize Theron's portrayal of it so much. I don't know how much I like her saying that. Um, maybe we're going to see Furiosa becoming the badass and I'm sure they were going to see how she loses the arm or something, but um, I would hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, she was definitely one of the best parts of, well, she was one of the best parts of the Mad Max movie. Um, but it's uh, guaranteed that we're not going to see Mad Max in this at all. This is a prequel, and they clearly yeah. had just met in the other one. Maybe they'll do like a little cameo. Uh, but she is also, uh, she's starring alongside the movie Chris Hemsworth and Yaha Abdul-Mateen II. Um, so, yeah, I, I know people are like kind of critical of her on this, about the portrayal and everything. And, of course, they were critical of Charlie Theron being replaced. But it is a younger character. I get it. I still would like to see something afterwards with her returning to that character. You know, a Mad Max prequel that has Charlie Theron return to the role. I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that. 
But like I said, I also have a hard time arguing with it because I really like Anya Taylor-Joy. She's a really good actress. So I am I hope she does a good job. Who, I like the last who, Mad Max movie. I thought it was really good. Who was she in uh, New Mutants? She was um, uh, Ileana Rasputin. Oh, okay. She was a dark-haired oh, I, girl I, in Split, the one that, was, that survived at the end. I... Uh... Did I watch Split? I don't think I watched Split. Did you watch Glass? Wait, did I... No, I didn't watch Glass. I watched Split. There we go. Okay, I yeah, she know. was the, the last survivor in Split, yeah. so she yeah, was yeah. really good okay. in that. So I like that's that's where I was really like I like this actress. I'm gonna watch what she does. But yeah, she's it's a good choice for the role. I, I cannot deny that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rick, go ahead with the next movie story. Cool. Uh, so Paramount Pictures has won an, an auction for an epic film that will have Patty Jenkins and the Gal Gadot team up again. The movie? Cleopatra. That is right. Gal Gadot will start as Cleopatra in this movie that is going to be directed by Patty Jenkins, which gets me all sorts of excited because, I mean, it's Patty effing Jenkins. And she's an amazing director. I mean, I love what she's done with Wonder Woman. And of course, it's Gal Gadot. Like, she is dropped dead gorgeous, and she's going to do, I think, great for uh, this film. Um, and the uh, the auction for for winning this film came down to Universal, Warner Brothers, Netflix, and Apple. Uh, but um, Paramount Pictures won. They they came out on top of this. Uh, the the film will be produced by Atlas Entertainment's Charles Rubin, uh, Patty Jenkins. And I goggled out on her pilot wave motion picture partner, uh, Sharon Marsano. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I should have, I, I read this earlier today, but I don't remember all of it. Uh, so we don't have a quite a um, release date yet. Oh, I would think it's still uh, early but, for that. But this is definitely starting now. There has been a little bit of backlash saying that casting Gal Gadot as, as Cleopatra is a little bit of whitewashing, which makes absolutely no sense since uh, Gal Gadot is from Israel and is... Go ahead. Not, not only that, Cleopatra herself was descendant from a long line of people in that area. Yeah. yeah. So she that herself... Area. So, yeah. She herself was very Caucasian passing to begin with. And I say that with a little grain of salt. I'm not as brushed up on my history as I could be. So I apologize also for my horrible use of terms, but no. No. Yeah, of course, you might find nice the first that area more uh, my color. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, uh, the original, well, original Cleopatra movie uh, started Elizabeth Taylor as a as uh, as Cleopatra in 1963, uh, which is uh, which ended up winning uh, four Oscars uh, out of the nine that they were nominated for. Um, so yeah, but Penny Jenkins and Gabrielle teaming up again for a Cleopatra film, which I'm very excited for because it is a woman woman's tale being told by women, which I think is the way it should be done, especially with someone of this important of the with someone as such a important historical value so uh i'm very excited for this uh i'll be keeping up with any more news about it because i mean it's patty jenkins like 
Come yeah, on. Despite the criticism, I will not deny when these two are together, magic happens. So, you know, I, I my, my, my criticism is kind of low right now. Yeah. But boy, I sure would like to have seen what Wonder Woman looks like, you know? Mm. I feel like yeah, I should have seen that movie already. Mm. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, I should have seen that movie already. I should probably already have it on DVD <laughs> by now. I'm sorry, probably. I'm complaining. Uh, that run, run next to your Black Widow DVD, right? <laughs> uh, just rub salt in that wound. Just, 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 uh, just dig it in there. Uh, the, which, which you're sitting right next to your Black Widow action figures, right? Uh, yeah, the movie tie-in merchandise that for no movie? Yeah. Oh. That's, already, that's already on clearance? Oh, no, it's gone now. It's gone. <laughs> that's a damn shame. But anyway. Let's move on to some television news. Bryce, hit us up. I, I just want to say that I hope Linda Carter's in a Cleopatra movie. That's, that's That'd actually be kind of awesome. Ooh. I like Linda in anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Captain on the Bridge. We have a new Nickelodeon Star Trek series. Stardate 2021 is called Star Trek Prodigy. And the producers of this show have lured back Captain Catherine Janeway to be a demanding, commanding presence on the TV show on Nickelodeon. And Catherine, I mean, excuse me, not Catherine, but uh, Kate Mulgrew has already started recording in a Starfleet sound booth for this this, uh, series. And during the uh, virtual uh, meetup for this, announcement for this show with uh, her writers and her producer, Alice Kurtzman. She said, and I'm paraphrasing, I played Janeway for seven years in four and a half inch heels. I was the first female captain, and now I'm going to be the first children's captain. And what on earth could be better than that? So she's excited about the show, even though at first she was a little bit hesitant because she'd been she'd done this for seven years, but she's uh, she stated during the virtual meetup that she had read the four additional scripts that they had provided her and she was loving it. And even even in her Twitter feed, she had stated hashtag still exploring. Uh, she's mm-hmm. really looking forward to the show. She's sixty five years old now, and you know I'm glad that she's going to be returning to this franchise and ushering in new fans and a new generation of fans to this franchise because we need that. I got to tell you, the resurgence of Star Trek has been absolutely awesome. We've got, we've got, I mean, we've got Discovery going right now. We've got a humorous show, Lower Decks, which I know you hate. Who, me? Yeah, you. Don't you hate Lower Decks? No, I love it. Oh, okay. Who the fuck is telling me they hated Lower Decks? Anyway. Regardless, okay, so we've got Lord Dex, we've got an additional live-action series that's coming, and now we have an animated series coming from Nicole. And just to give you guys a little bit of insight into what series, it's going to be about um, these teenagers who find like a broken-down derelict starship, and they start using it um, to boldly go. Uh, it's using computer-generated adventure meaning and uh, and well, yeah, fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to premiere in 2021. It is going to be using uh, computer animation. Uh, and they've already ordered two seasons of it. Not just one. I didn't, they, 
that they had ordered two seasons. That's great. Yeah. Well, here's the other, here's the other thing, uh, you know, as far as the future of Star Trek, I read Alex Kurtzman. Uh, he was on a podcast in the last in the last week or two, and he is excited. And they are planning much, much more Star Trek to come through the year 2027. These are plans that are in place right now. Uh, we're talking about this this new show prodigy is the fifth new uh, program that they're that they've developed. You know. Uh, you know, following Discovery and the Section 31 show and uh, for Michelle Yeoh. So this show, uh, this show is, it, like you said, Jason, it's really revitalized the franchise between Lower Decks and Star Trek Discovery. But I love Lower Decks, but I should also mention that Alex said that the new season of Star Trek Discovery, season three, wrapped 10 days before the COVID and the pandemic hit. And he said that this season of this show that just started showing on CBS All Access, it ends up being about what we're going through as a nation, as a race, as a human race right now. So it's really interesting that it that it's sort of uh, all coming together like it like it has it, sort of by accident. But uh, that's what he said. I'm happy. I'm, I was a late coming to Discovery, but man, I'm, I'm glad I've gotten on the train. But this is more Star Trek and I couldn't be happier. This is a beloved franchise and Anytime you're opening it up for new fans, like I found my son watching Discovery, which really, yeah. So I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, he's, I have a teenager now. So damn, I have a teenager now. Anyway, um, but I like that new fans are coming into this. So the next generation was what brought me in. So just keeping it going. Yeah, the original series, of course, uh, was run, was in reruns when I was a kid, and that's what brought me in. But I, but I, I've loved all iterations of Star Trek. And how dare you say I, ha I hate Lower Decks? <laughs> I, I, it was somebody else I was talking to that they hate Lower Decks, and I was like, it's funny. Just go with it. It's more Star all Trek. the people for you to default thinking it was, it was Bryce. I don't know why I thought it was Bryce. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you see my hands up in the air, like what? What you gonna do? Come over here. I'll call phone you. <laughs> I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send you a hate telegram. <laughs> there we go. You can actually, you know, you can actually send, send him a bag of dicks. Send him a bag of dicks. But uh, that's great though that Kate Mulgrew is coming back to the franchise though, and just bridging that gap. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I do too. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I don't know how. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a brand new thing with Nickelodeon being involved. But if they do anything close to what lower decks is doing with their content it's going to be fun so cool uh i'll definitely be watching this show too all right core you got some television news for us or at least some short animation news it is not animation actually oh but is, it is oh, television i'm just getting my notes all wrong so, tonight you are how dare you i know all right so <laughs> as we are all aware there is a very popular franchise in the anime community known as jojo's bizarre adventure oh my gosh yes sorry i had to pose i had to it well we are going to be getting a mini series a live action mini series for the offshoot comic for jojo called thus spoke kishibi rohan which are just it's a collection of short stories just following Rohan through different adventures that he goes through which is also just kind of fun because 
Araki did come out and say that um, Rohan was kind of his self-insert character. He kind of, he relates to some of the stuff that Rohan goes through and stuff, though he is not nearly as much of a dick as Rohan can be, which is nice. But Rohan is a artist and manga creator within the universe, so it's easy to see where that comes in. But um, there will, it will be three episodes premiering on December 28th, 29th, and 30th. The first episode will follow the Fugomora story. The second episode will follow the Kushagora story. And the third story will be the DNA story. Again, this is going to be a live action sort of thing happening, which is like, that, that's just fascinating to me. It's, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I love can't this, not I love be this excited. Artwork here. I feel like I could go hang this in like an art gallery and watch people go gaga over it, not knowing what it is. But yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's important to note, by the way, that Araki has done collaborations with his characters with Gucci. Oh, wow. Like, like there is an entire line, and I, I will find them for you guys to look at after the show. He Ooh, basically drew his one of his characters, Jolene, in some of Gucci's outfits, and they used it for their advertising in Japan. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Like, yeah, it's stunning. There's also a comic, and it's it's one of my other favorites, where Rohan goes to the Louvre and studies artwork there and like solves like a little mystery. But he did his research on the Louvre. I wouldn't be surprised if he's actually been there. Hmm. And it, it was interesting, and France fucking loves it. Like, they have, I think they have that on sale at the Louvre Museum. So like his, his art is acclaimed, which is really interesting my for other, a manga creator. My other question is, have they done anything live action JoJo? That um, I I feel like they have. Considering how long the sh the 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 franchise has been around, yeah. Or is this their like, first dip into the live action field? I'm curious now. See, um. From what I can see, this looks like it will be the first. Okay then. Um, the first kind of foray into live action for them. Now, the the current running anime that we have, this is actually the second time we've had this anime. The first time we had it was in a set of OVAs from like the '90s or like '80s '90s era. It is very hard to find them because they were very bad. <laughs> they were very, very bad, and it focused only on the the um oh, I can't remember what the arc is actually called <laughs> it's been a minute, but it's the one where the stands first show up, so it it follows the third story mostly, and it it's not good, guys. I mean, I would seek it out just so you have like this historical Ooh, record, but it, it's like 1994 Fantastic Four. It exists, but that doesn't mean you should go looking for it. Anyway, exactly. They, they got a chance basically to correct their sense with this more current anime, which is heaps better. Um, if you want to know more about Rohan before the show comes out, you can watch Di the Diamond is Unbreakable series. It's actually a good starting point for JoJo because you don't have to have a lot of knowledge going into it there are characters that come in from previous friend uh previous stories obviously but it doesn't take away from the story itself it's a good starting point if you don't want to start from the beginning 
And also you get to meet Rohan and he's, he's actually a really interesting character. I still recommend you starting from the beginning though, because got to start with that fist of the North star type bull crap. Hey, don't you. Hey, no, no. Hey, no. Fist of the North star is great. And was one of his inspirations. So I can't knock it. But, but does, does, does Rohan in the end go help Gondor? (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I mean, say Rohan. I, I can't remember oh, the yeah. the rings. And with that, I'm going I'm to move on to my next story <laughs> in the television genre. And this might delight people who are fans of all the nostalgia and things coming back because Dexter is coming back. Um, the uh, popular series, which, hey, if it if you didn't like how it ended, you might be me. <laughs> but Dexter's coming back one last time. This is an official revival of the Michael C. Hall series. Um, it's going to be arriving fall 2021. Um, Clyde Phillips, who was a showrunner, will be returning with Hall. Let me see uh, their quote here. Dexter is such a special series, both for its millions of fans and for Showtime, as this breakthrough show helped put our network on the map many years ago. Agreed to that. Now, they said we would only revisit this unique character if we could find a creative take that was truly worthy of the brilliant original series. Well, I'm happy to report that Clyde Phillips and Michael C. Hall have found it, and we can't wait to shoot it and show the world. Of course, nothing has been shot yet. Um, Michael C. Hall is set to return to the role of Dexter, which I love this show. Looking back retrospectively at it, I'm kind of like, there were some questionable things in there, like the whole killing thing. That I cheered, but I'm still going to watch. Like, even with all that and that crappy ending, upon hearing this, I go, yeah, I'm going to go watch me some Dexter. I might actually rewatch the entire series because it was a decent show. And all that stuff about it putting Showtime on the map and everything, agreed. Because I wasn't watching the show when it first came out, but I heard everybody talking about it, which is what brought me into the show. So, yeah. Welcome back, and I don't know. I think we pretty much, yeah, he got away scot-free, so he can come back and kill some more people. Spoiler. That's what the show's gonna do, spoiler. As as a fun story to kind of go with this, because this was something I had thought of when I was watching the show, because of course, you know, y'all know I like me some true crime. Oh, we're about to hear the dark dark thoughts of Kor. Go, go. No, no, it was, it was literally a, I had concerns because, you know, they would show like his like kill rooms and stuff. I was like, no, that would actually maybe like that's feasible to work if they can, if they could get timing down. We shouldn't be telling people this. Someone's going to try and copy this. And then I realized, oh, no one's that stupid. Well, I was proven wrong. There was actually a case of a filmmaker, I believe in Canada. (laughs) <laughs> who attacked look he attacked someone and they got away and he was like no it was for a movie and they kind of like no nice try no and he had actually killed like like he got off with a warning kind of thing like he gets better like the person didn't end up pressing charges because he didn't like make contact he acted like he was going to attack him is what he kind of figured but the next person was not so lucky he 
full-on killed this person in his garage in his kill room and they found his horror script like for his like horror dexter movie dexter was his inspiration that kind of thing and the whole thing was basically like hit the way he killed someone was literally almost shot for shot a film he helped write so they wasn't a a good film on this dude let him go with a warning (laughs) he kills oh my god that's yeah um, are you really surprised though i would like to point out that humanity fails me daily (laughs) well i also want to point out that the the guy that let jeffrey dahmer's victim go back to dahmer was able to retire with honors because yeah yeah so like we can't really be surprised when a when the law has decided oh well since they're not pressing charges we really can't do anything bye-bye it it just baffled me that i was proven so incredibly wrong (laughs) no no someone someone did it and uh he's still all like he was still a huge fan of of dexter because he was doing this when the show was still happening and the guy that was like recounting the tale he's like well really hope he had a tv in prison to watch the ending because i heard it was shite (laughs) (laughs) that is actually a a perfect segue (laughs) from committing murder to solving (laughs) them bryce give us the next bit of news and please let's just move on from that Um, I know. Wait, so he helped, so he helped co-write? There was, there, was a, there was a co-writer on that script? There was, no, there was... He, was, he was the writer for a very, 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 very bad movie. Okay. Like, you can't even find this movie because they basically destroyed it. Okay. It, it's, like, I will see if I can find the title of it for you, but it's a, like, I, he showed, like, a clip of it in his recounting video and I couldn't take it. The acting in it was worse than like a child actor that you just found off the street. <laughs> and these okay, were adults. Wow. Anyways. Uh, so okay. Give Cora, us some TV news, Bryce. Cora and Ricardo duck because I'm about to do this to Jason. <laughs> okay, take the time. maker. We can take over the show. <laughs> oh no alright I don't even know what I'm doing anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. McCree. okay um so guys uh there is a mobile organism designed for killing only for killing Okay. Are you aware of Modoc and the Pat Oswalt connection? I've heard of it, actually. Oh my yes. God, look at this. Oh, it's gonna no. be fun. It's gonna be fun. Oh, no. Look at that picture. Okay, so Hulu, uh, in the uh, Hulu, thought it would be a great idea to bring together Patton and fellow and his other fellow actors for a virtual con meetup promoting their new show, Modoc. Uh, premiering hopefully soon. Uh, we have we have some still images, and uh, during the virtual meetup, they did provide some clips from the show, which was great. It's if you take 
if you take Project Robot, Robot Chicken with their puppets and their stop-motion animation and combine it with Marvel, that's what MODOK's going to be. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great, guys. It's um, uh, it, Basically, uh, the writers and Patton Oswalt were talking about, you know, the show is going to be what are the mundane moments, you know, involved when you're trying to run uh, an evil organization, uh, and and also how does a giant floating toilet relate to his children and his wife? <laughs> so, so, uh, so these guys, okay. these guys were a lot of these guys were a lot of fun. You're gonna have Ben Schwartz of Parks and Rec. Oh uh, hell yeah. Of Lucifer, Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Awesome. And yes. I'm in. The show looks like a lot of fun. Also, Amy Garcia. Oh, I love me some Amy Garcia. <laughs> She's his wife. What? She's the other floating head here. This, this is great. <laughs> ben well, actually, she's not a floating be... head, Jason. She's, she's a regular human. Wait, then who's the other floating head there? I think it might be his daughter. Oh, my God. Oh. oh, yeah. She is playing Melissa Tarleton, his 17-year-old daughter, who shares her father's appearance. Yes. So, okay, so that's the family. Ben Schwartz is playing the son. Amy Garcia is playing. Oh, my God. This is... It's a, multi, it's a multiracial family. I love that. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. This... This looks like it's going to be... I, I haven't seen any clips. I think I need to go find them now. Well, you do. If you if you search out their panel, uh, you, you'll find it. The New York, I believe it was the New York Comic Con panel, and it it was it's wonderful. Uh, Aim is involved, and it's fantastic. Yeah, you're gonna like it. Wendy McClendon Covey is his workplace arch nemesis. I love her from Reno 911. <laughs> she was the blonde lady on Reno 911. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Patton Oswalt's great. So. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going? I'm going to argue with Patton Oswalt. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Okay. No. And uh, I like robot chicken a lot. So, uh, you know, if if you if you like if you like Marvel and you like this style, uh, because they're actually doing Jason. This has an alternate heads tie-in. I mean, they, I've seen I've seen some background footage on this. Mm-hmm. These. these these puppets are manufactured, and it looks just like retro cloth Mego. Hold on. L- listen Ooh. to the premise of this show. After spending years failing to gain control of the world and battling superheroes along the way, Modoc, having been removed from his company AIM after it falls into bankruptcy and is sold to the rivaling Grumble, G-R-U-M-B-L, begins to deal with his tainting family while facing a midlife crisis. Oh my God! I'm in. <laughs> this this sounds crazy, and I'm I'm wow. Okay, you here for it? Yeah, I'm glad I got my Hulu. <laughs> I think it's crazy not to try it. I, I could, after all you've heard, seriously, I, I'll go watch the clips now. You'll probably know after I watch the clips. I'll probably say something in our chat. So, yeah. Modoc series, bring it. <laughs> cool. Um, Rick, you got something else in television, and then we got to start wrapping up. But Yep. Uh, so, Disney back in the day, you know, times were different. You know, Dumbo had a few 
racist depictions. Mm-hmm. And so did Peter Pan, along with several other movies, including the Swiss Family Robinson and much others. So Disney is kind of doing something about it. On Disney+, Plus. when you watch one of these movies, you will now get a little uh, thing beforehand that says, a disclaimer, that maybe that's the word I was looking for, disclaimer. There will be a little disclaimer that says, this program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural depictions. Um, so the company has been grappling for years with how to address certain types of work in TV shows and movies decades ago, but look jarring today. Uh, st- streaming brings the problem to the fore. Uh, in Dumbo in 1941, 1941, 70, uh, 69 years ago. Uh, the crows that helped Dumbo learn to fly are depicted as exaggerated black stereotypical voices. The lead crow's name, the lead crow's name is Jim Crow, which of course most of us know that was some, the laws that were used to um, legalize uh, segregation. And then in Peter Pan from 1953, uh, Native American characters are caricatured. Other movies with this disclaimer, like I said, is uh, Swiss Family Robinson and also The Jungle Book. Now, Pocahontas and Aladdin do not have this disclaimer, uh, despite some people saying that it does also contain stereotypes, which you can go back and forth on the debate. So that's not, that's, but they're not as bad as the stuff from the 40s and 50s and 60s and so on and so forth. Uh, so you will get this, uh, whatever you put on that film, it will show up or show. Um, and then there was a thing that said, uh, the business disclaimer is a good way to begin discussions about the larger issue of racism that is embedded in our cultural history, said Gail Wald, an American studies chairwoman at George Washington University. All our cultural patronomy in the end is deeply tethered to our histories of racism, our histories of colonism, and our histories of sexism. So in that sense, it helps open up questions, especially with younger children. Um, um, so yeah, um, and of course, there's other 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 companies that have also had this kind of issue, you know, you know, uh, Universal Pictures with 16 Candles has been um, uh, criticized for a uh, character in the film called Long Duck Dong, uh, which of course is kind of stereotypical for uh, Asian uh, characters, and then Warner Brothers uh, with Tom and Jerry, and um, and they some of those companies have started putting down in disclaimers as well uh, for some movies and their streaming services. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, like Disney is by no means um, innocent to any of this because I mean they've had some really bad films out there, especially like some of the stuff which has never been released uh, commercially in any sort of way other than. The theater that one time back in the 30s or, or 40s so uh but speaking of disclaimers there is one other thing i want to hit on real quick Make because quick, we got a couple in more, ni- so. 1978 we had the star wars holiday special come out it was only shown once because of how bad it was but guess what it's coming back this time as lego that is right we're getting the holiday special on november 17th on life day in lego form so keep an eye out for that on disney plus Streaming only on Disney Plus on that November is a 17th. Horrible poster. <coughs> that is sick and twisted. <laughs> I'm confused by that po- by that poster. Are we seeing 
Are we seeing everything in legal form, but the audio is going to be from the 78 show? I have no idea. I would watch that. I would watch that. (laughs) I would torture myself for that. I would too. I I guess it's a new holiday special, but you know. I actually have a tidbit about that holiday special, but after the show, I'll tell you all about it. All right. Um, you had one more um, in television, Bryce, that I wanted you to get to. Yes. Yes. Okay. In 2017, at Saul's Jewelry Store in a strip mall in New Orleans, there were armed. There were there were men wearing ski masks carrying assault rifles, and they were being filmed in a scene that was going to air in an episode of. NCIS New Orleans. Now, the people in the neighborhood did not know that oh, there no. was any production being being performed or oh. filmed that day during the daytime in that city of New Orleans. So what happened was, of course, people got alarmed, people leaked, and tell me, does it sound like a good idea that this would be done, this this sort of guerrilla type filmmaking done by a major network in a in a in a city in New Orleans where you have a dozen deputies having uh, arriving to the scene and what they think is a real emergency where they're uh, confronting armed robbers in a store and and the actors don't know that the actual police are showing up with real guns. Oh wow. So this has come to light because two actors and a jewelry store owner are filing a lawsuit saying CBS misled them into filming this realistic guerrilla style scene for this episode without having proper permits and informing police and the neighbors. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I have to agree with that. You have to at least tell the neighborhood what is happening, especially in the time we're in right now. Like, well, this was in 2017, but still, yeah. Oh, still, yeah. Like, still, you know what? Still, still stands. Still stands. Yes. You, you Holy can't do shit. that. Yeah, this That's is something that happened. You know, with you know, maybe some kids doing you know their own little you know theater style production on their VHS camcorder. Yeah. You would expect to hear this story maybe in the 80s or 90s or the early aughts, but not in today's yeah. society. I can't imagine this happening, especially with a major network risking. I mean, these people, these people could have been fired upon by oh, real. Yeah. Oh, this would have been yeah. a bloodbath. <laughs> Holy also, crap! Also, like, just I should know. I just, I just still can't get over. Yeah, we don't need to tell the neighborhood at all that we're gonna have a fake robbery and have this happening. Nah. They don't need to know. We just need to terrorize them too, I guess. Right. It's crazy. Damn. Okay. It's crazy. Now, just for the record, I wanna I, I want you to know that uh, the major core actors of the show, you know, the principal leads, they yeah. were not this, this these were extras that were confronted by armed uh, officers of the law, but still the extras and the jewelry store owner are now, and other people probably, are suffering from PTSD. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, as a note, yeah. if they had one of the major actors there, that might have been a tip-off 
that it was staged to be fair like that would, would have been a tip off for the neighborhood because at least someone in that neighborhood watches that show it was a it's still a popular show what a what a what a uh, mess Total I would have thought the cameras outside the, 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 the thing would have given it away, but I guess not. Well, I mean, for all they know, it could just be news anchors trying to catch catch that first bit. They'll understand. Yeah. They'll understand. That's this is guerrilla style filmmaking. So what we're talking about oh, is like a oh. camera, and it's only one. There may not be multiple cameras in this in this deal. Mm, that's fair. That's true. And it could also probably, like, if it's guerrilla style, it may be like a GoPro or something where it's a more hidden camera. Yeah. So, so honey, like, how did filming go today? Well, the cops showed up and almost shot me. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that, ter- like, I'm pretty sure multiple extras went, you know what? Acting ain't worth it anymore in Hollywood no, and left. <laughs> I mean, I would I would have done that. Like, nope, my, I don't get paid enough for this. Now, I don't know what those extras got paid that day to stand there and act uh, in um, in their ski masks, but I'm pr- pretty sure it wasn't enough. They, they have to get paid for that because they're paid by the day. So they did get paid, but they better have gotten like their uh, their therapy paid for too, because they definitely needed it after that. I think you need to add some zeros to that check. I'm just saying. So yeah. All right, we got two more. Core, you had something about gaming to add and i got something comic and then we're gonna close out the show but then i got one too you got one what yeah okay but go ahead go ahead go ahead all right so we had another i guess it would count as a mini update to final fantasy 14 on tuesday but it is something that we have all been waiting for so with patch 5.2 we were given our relic weapons for our level 80 characters This is always something that everyone is always excited for. You know, you get a weapon that's like special. And then later on, you get to do various things to upgrade it, make it dyeable. So you can dye certain parts of different colors, make it glow and look pretty. And just, you know, it's something to grind for and have fun with. And with this update, we got how we do that. And that is the, and I'm going to mispronounce it. So please, I'm sorry. The Bosjan Southern Front. And I have to admit, I'm actually very impressed because the whole thing with the story is that you're basically helping a race take back their home from the Garleans, which are the enemies. So you're helping them fight the Empire. And it's set up like you're going to the southern front of the war. And they have it set up so that it kind of looks like you are on a battlefield. They've got the sandbags with the barbed wire. There's trenches everywhere. There's monsters and robots just everywhere and there are different little boss fates that will pop up so you'll have to fight like specific bosses which are really interesting and fun and that's actually where like a lot of like the hard stuff comes in like our little red friend here for everyone who's played final fantasy you know that this is a chocobo in particular this is a red chocobo (laughs) In Final Fantasy XI and in some parts in Final Fantasy XIV, it's also referred to as the Meteor Chocobo. Because the Chocobo can cast Meteor, which is a very deadly spell. It can kill a lot of things. This fate is hard. You fight, (laughs) you have 48 people per boss in these fights, and they're actually usually pretty difficult. So you have 48 people going up against a single Chocobo. 
And I experienced this. We're like, it can't be that bad. Twitter's just exaggerating. And the fight started and his health was going down pretty fast. You're like, this feels too easy. Famous and last then, words. And then hell happened. There was lots of fire. <laughs> like, I legitimately don't know what happened. I died at some point. I thought I was still moving. I was not. I was dead. And I just kind of was, I just started moving my camera around, just watched bodies fall. Healer, like, healers were trying to heal people, were trying to raise people. Like, it was insanity. We won. But at what cost is the question. And that's the level of what's happening with the update. Like, you have 48 random people that you've never met before all working for this common goal. And it's kind of fun. If you go in there solo, you have people pulling you into their party so you can benefit from like buffs and you can get heals better. Like it, it kind of is interesting to see the camaraderie that's come out of it. I didn't expect that kind of thing to happen. Um, there's also actually something really fun with it where it will randomly select one of those 48 people to throw you against one of those bosses solo. So we all get to stand outside and watch you die in five seconds. And everyone has accepted that, no, I'm going to die. We all know I'm going to die. I mean, there was one guy, he was in there. Are y'all ready to watch me eat shit? Mm. Ran in there, got two hits in, and then just one hit killed. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It has been my life for the past 48 hours. Probably going to go back in there when the show is over. Because I need, I need my... I need my thing. But as a real quick note, if you don't want to do the Southern Front, but you still want to update your Relic weapon, they have updated, um, as long as you have the quest for it, you can go to um, the Heaven's Ward areas to farm for the things you need and run level 60 dungeons to get the final pieces. So you, you have the option to not do it, but it's honestly more fun. Even if you only do it once, I recommend it. It's just, it's different. And it's a good different. Right. I tried to actually put some pictures I took, but the PlayStation wouldn't let me take them off. So you you get the the intimidating red boy. Hmm. Yeah, I already moved back to the four shot, so I, we we had it up there. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you had the red boy up there. You saw his intimidating presence. It's been equated to the bunny from Monty Python because it's like, oh, he's so cute. And then he kills you. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah. I, I was hoping to save this for last, but apparently uh, I didn't add up the stories that way, so Ricardo gets to go last. But it's a good day on the show when I get to tell you something about Power Rangers. Yeah, so, buddy! <laughs> it is accepted lore within Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that Tommy Oliver, who was the Green Ranger, lost his powers and came back as the White Ranger. Well, uh, currently Power Rangers is doing gangbusters with Boom Comics and um, a lot of those characters coming back. They're expanding on stories. It's great. And there was a curious image release that showed our red, blue, black, yellow, pink, and white rangers along with a new green ranger. What? Yes, we are getting a new green ranger in a completely differently designed costume. You can see him down there on the right. We don't know who this character is. But they have said he is going to be a new member of the team. This will be somebody introduced solely in the comics uh, with no backing to any of the shows or anything. But this is a, I mean, that's a seven person team right there. I like big Power Ranger teams, but this, he will be making 
well, he or she will be making their debut in uh, Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 55. And I'm picking this up. I wonder who it's going to be. Is it going to be an established character? Is it going to be a new character? Will it be Skull? Because I kind of <laughs> hope it will be Skull. Jason, I have a spoiler for you. You don't. It's you. It's. I wish. <laughs> I do like that it's a differently designed co- uh, costume. And as a fan of uh, the Lightning Collection series, Hasbro hook a brother up. And he does have the Dragon <laughs> Dagger too. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, I want all the Rangers. Give me new designs. Give me more designs. More Rangers make my life happy. All right. What if? What okay. if? What if? Uh, what if it's not a male? I'm okay with that too. Like, like that, yeah, like that'd be like a, a good twist. Like, I'm not saying it I like mean, a bad thing. It'd be, no, I'd be not. It's just, it's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be more, more or less excited. If it's a, yeah. it's a female member coming to the team and it could be, they're wearing a dragon shield. So you yeah, know. you can't tell. So if you know it was a female character, I actually, actually that would be better. You know what? I'm going to give my off the wall, totally not correct. Please don't take me seriously theory. It's Kimberly. Kim- oh, actually. <laughs> that would make sense, actually, I think. Mm, I don't know. All I, like, I haven't watched Power Rangers in a while. The last thing I remember watching was I the can... Ivan Ooze movie. And I remember that they were an <laughs> item. Like, that's all I got. I think I could make something actually happen um, canically and make Kimberly the, the new Green Ranger. But anyway. Let's move on. We got one last story. This is the last one. And it's actually a pretty good one. Rick, go ahead and hit us. So Margot Robbie and uh, Christina Hudson uh, had a inaugural screenwriting lab, uh, which is called, um, nope, I just had it. I lost it. It's called the Lucky Exports Pitch Program. Uh, and they had six women be part of the screenwriting program. And they have a 100% success rate every single one of these screenwriters has sold a screen uh a script and all of them are set for distribution that is right all six women have sold a film or tv show and they're all gonna be made and distributed yes actually uh, six... let me let me give an addendum to that this is six feature films this is not television these are films. no, no one, of, one of them is a tv uh, okay uh, uh, one of them is a TV show, uh, uh, which I'll get to here in a second. So the six writers are uh, Sue Chong, Car- Charmaine the Great, Eileen Jones, Faith Lu, Dagnit Looper, and Maria Sten. Um, Sue Chong uh, has a movie called Sanctuary that's been acquired and distributed by Universal Studios. Charmaine the Great. Uh, has a, f- a film called Protege, which is a lethal spy games ensemble thriller, uh, which is in negotiations with, with Thunder Road. Uh, Eileen Jones uh, has a movie called Highwayman, uh, which is going to be distributed by uh, New Line. Faith Liu is, uh, has a movie called Grinders, which is a teen slasher centered around a group of biohacking college kids. Uh, also, that one's being uh, distributed by Sony in, in development with Blumhouse. So that's huge. Uh, Dagny Looper has a film called Hijack, which is in development as a feature for Warner Brothers. Uh, and then Maria Sten, uh, Maria Sten, yeah, a show called Legacy, which is developed as a TV show, which is a high concept heist drama set in the criminal underbelly of New Orleans. So, yes, 
all six women that attended this screenwriting workshop have sold a script and they're all being made into reality. And I am, that is amazing. That is this, awesome. We need more women screenwriters. This is great news. I, I got to say, this is really um, promising news. And I, I have said, I've been critical of Margot Robbie and I can't anymore. I just can't. All six of these women are going to go further in their career. <laughs> Damn. Bless. My hat's off to you. Congratulations to all six women. And I'm, I'm hoping for many, many more through if this it, workshop. If it's uh, opening more doors for them to get their projects off the ground. Damn it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done bad. I will not say anything bad about Margaret Robbie again. <laughs> I can't. How can I? Yeah. Congratulations, ladies. You guys deserved it. Yes, they yeah. totally. And I want to say that uh, I predict that seventh Power Ranger will probably be a mole for General Tarkin because he wants he wants those Power Rangers eliminated. <laughs> I just thought of a crossover I want all of a sudden. But anyway, <laughs> you're welcome. I mean, Hasbro has a license for the malls. Oh wait, it's all Hasbro. Oh, oh, this could happen. This could happen. Write right. it up. Anyway, guys, okay, we run over a little bit, but thank you. That has been our show. Thank you, Cora, Bryce, and Rick for joining me this week. Uh, good stuff. If you want to follow SCNS Live, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SCNS Live. Of course, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash SCNS Live. Like this video and subscribe to our channel. We need your love in this time where we can't go out and do the things that we normally want to do, like go to cons. I miss cons. Uh, if you want to follow us <laughs> if you want to follow us individually you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JasonTheX Cora where can they find you? you can find me on Instagram and Twitter for art related things at CoroDonoArt I have been posting and drawing some different witchy boys for the month of October you can look forward to some updates on that coming soon make Bryce a witchy and, boy you know, actually, I haven't done a witchy boy of just muscle, so I might, I might Ooh, just have to do that. Make Bryce a witchy boy. <laughs> All of yeah. them have been have can, can been we get a flex uh, Bryce? like magic and stuff, so I might. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I might have to make just a buff witch boy and name it Bryce. <laughs> I like that. Um, if you want to follow me for Final Fantasy related things, basically just me screaming that I had got killed by the red chocobo again, you can follow me on Twitter at chaotic underscore noodle. All right. Bryce, we're going to find you, bud. Uh, you can find me standing in front of Mondo posters right here. <laughs> at Bryce Culver on Facebook and Instagram. And I have a toy page on Instagram called Trapdoor Toys. So uh, check that out. Rick, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram under NerdyRick89. I'm doing the 366 day challenge. If my counting is correct, we are day 289 so far this year. That was today. Uh, so yeah, you can follow me doing that as we get closer to the end of this hell of a year. And uh, shout out to you, babe. All right. And of course, we can't end the show without saying go vote. If early voting's open, go do it now. Only 19 more days left until November 3rd. Go vote. Make your voice heard. Do it. Anyway, that's, that has been our show, guys. We'll see you next week. And as we always say around here, keep on nerding. Keep on nerding. Nerd. Nerd.
All right, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to check out the live video version of this, you can find it at YouTube and Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, all at SCNS Live. Thank you so much for watching. Have an amazing week.